0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: I wanted to tell you that we are doing a pre-order, okay? This is an exclusive pre-order on Shop Skinny Confidential. We have entered the body category. This is a category that I have been wanting to enter for so long, but I really wanted to do it right. So I went to you guys and I asked you what you wanted about two years ago. And so many of you came back, that you wanted a body sculpting tool. So, I actually worked with an architect to design something that was 3D. I literally ordered every single body sculptor on the market, and I saw that a lot of them, most of them actually, were 2D. And for a woman's body and a woman's curves and a woman's butt and legs and all the things, I felt like it needed to be 3D. I like to use this after I get out of the shower with my favorite body oil, and I'll use the body sculptor. To just really sculpt my legs, especially around my cellulite, my butt, my arms. It can help with collagen production. It can help with reducing inflammation. It even can help with circulation. So those are the three things that I really notice. I love to use it on my cellulite. That's actually how I became obsessed with this contraption to begin with. So if you're looking for a way to upgrade your body routine, you've got to check out La Spoon. It's on shopskinnyconfidential.com. We're doing a pre-order right now. And I'll definitely do some video on this so you guys can see the visuals.
0: She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for
1: some major realness.
0: Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her.
2: Uh Aha! Colostrum evolved in mammals 300 million years ago, specifically to be the first thing that goes into the body to seal up all the barriers like glue, and protect a baby and it turns out it does the same exact thing if you take it when you're two or 20 or 90 years old so we have this ancient food that is fine-tuned and perfected for exactly what we kind of need it for now in the modern era this is something that we need to start talking about
0: Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Today, we're sitting down with double board certified pediatric neurologist, Dr. Sarah Rahal, who is the founder and CEO of Armra, one of our favorite new products that Lauren and I have discovered all colostrum-based products, which we're going to dive into. We talk about getting to the root of chronic disease at children and how chronic disease has affected us as we've grown up. We talk about headaches and the evolution of nutrition and the immune system and triggers of headaches. We talk about how the food industry has changed since the 1900s. We talk about, obviously, the benefits of colostrum, nutrients people need but aren't getting in 2023. We end the episode talking about what our system needs to reach the greatest human potential. Dr. Sarah was an incredible guest, and Lauren and I, as always, had a lot of fun. With that, Dr. Sarah Rahal, Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Dr. Sarah, welcome to the show. I think to begin with, a little background on you, and then obviously we're going to get into how you even got into the space, but you're a double board certified, I don't want to mess this up, pediatric neurologist. How do you even get into that world?
2: Well, I'm a, the child of immigrant parents, so I think there are two career paths that were options for me growing up, uh, be a doctor or lawyer. It's the parent's dream when they emigrate to the country. But I've always found the brain fascinating. So I think neurology was a natural fit for me. And people often think that it's depressing to work with kids, uh, pediatric neurology, but I actually found so much hope. Because with adults, they're uh, brains are already formed. There's not much you can do when things go wrong, but kids are really resilient and their brains are very plastic and evolving. And they have recovery from insults that happen very early in life in a way that adults just don't have the flexibility um, to do. So there's a lot of hope in the field and I really enjoyed it.
0: So when kids were, I guess when parents were bringing their children to you, there was an issue that had arisen, or that they found that they needed to work on. So that's that was your introduction to working yeah. On a point.
2: lot of seizures, neurodevelop de- neurodevelopmental right. disorders, brain tumors, cancers in young kids really ran the gamut.
0: Wow. What what are some of the most common things that you would work on with kids on?
2: Seizures are probably the most common, and I also was a headache and chronic pain specialist, so I saw a lot of kids that even from the age as young as two were suffering from debilitating headaches that were interfering with their quality of life. I'm reading this book called Playing Doctor and
1: it showcases, I might flub this, it showcases him as an intern. And then part two, the second book is him as a resident. And then part three is him as a doctor. Mm. And he talks about your specialty and says that it's like, the sort of like in a hierarchy in a hospital, it's like the best to go into that. And it's the smartest people that go in to your specialty. I literally just read this. Can't make this up. It's harmonious. Did you find that to be true? The very, very smart doctors
2: end up in neurology. I'm not sure. Maybe smart in a very specific way. Yeah. It's it's very challenging and a lot of puzzle pieces in neurology because so much is still unknown and kids can't communicate always um, what's going wrong. So you're really playing detective.
0: Day-to-day work. When someone brings a, a, a child to you or a patient to you, where do you even start trying to navigate any of this? Because I think for people that obviously aren't in your field, like, how do you even go about trying to help or heal or fix the brain?
2: Uh, So much is in this story. And parents often um, underestimate just how important their recollection of events is because there are circumstances, sometimes even before a child is born, that start to plant the clues as to what might be going wrong or what might have happened. And we have all sorts of technology that allows us to image the brain and its function and measure brain waves. And so again, like a detective putting all the pieces together and trying to come up with what's the most likely story.
0: How much of this is like physical trauma versus emotional trauma? Or is there is it all physical?
2: In what way? When
0: when say someone's having seizures or a child's having like is this what is like? What is the root cause of these issues or headaches or like? What do you find to be the cause of all these things?
2: I think what your your question is is such a brilliant one because it's something that really unlocked a new path of medicine uh, on my journey, which is piecing together all of the psychosocial, epigenetic, environmental influences that go into manifesting what we recognize as disease. And it's relevant in neurology and it's relevant for the host of, of diseases that we see across the age spectrum. And I think Western medicine is very focused on band-aid solutions and the physical manifestations of things. And they don't do a good job at addressing uh, the all of the other pieces of the puzzle that sometimes are even more influential in determining how... A disease may manifest and how much pain somebody is in.
1: When you look at a lot of your cases, is there a a common denominator that you see before the seizure happens? Very
2: variable. Very variable. There are seizures that are the result of genetic abnormalities. There are seizures that are the result of trauma that's happened. There are environmentally induced ones. There are and many that are a combination and assortment of of all of the above.
0: So when, you, when you're studying, and I, I'm going to blunder this because this is not my world of expertise, but if you're going through a residency or schooling or whatever, you know, to get into this field, are you saying that as you're studying, most of this is taking a Western focus, which is on the band-aid stuff. And so yeah. it's difficult then to diagnose or look at some of maybe what, I, I guess for me, it was just intuitively, I figured there's some kind of emotion that plays into this but maybe you're not studying that as much. as that kind of what you're saying?
2: Yeah. Band-Aid solutions are very good at stopping bad things from happening as they're unfolding. Like we have great seizure medications to stop a seizure that's been going on for too long. We have uh, incredible miraculous surgeries that we can do on the brain to improve swelling or tumors that have cropped up but Western medicine does not have the tools and the resources and is not incentivized to equip people, families, children with the tools to prevent these issues from happening in the first place or to prevent them from recurring.
0: So when you say incentivize, you mean like financially or?
2: Yeah, it's just not the way that the the Western model is built. It's built around pharmaceutical and surgical solutions, and those are not Always, always the best. They're effective for certain things, but I think they're used too often and too liberally for things where other alternative solutions may be more effective and cause less harm. What are some signs
1: that a child or an adult needs to see a neurologist immediately?
2: There are many different kinds of neurologic conditions, but neurology is so, it's such a spectacular field because. Who we are in the world is determined by the function of our brain, and that's in its physical manifestation, and its spiritual manifestation, and its consciousness manifestation. And so, any kind, any time that there's a, an alteration along any of those issues, I think is appropriate to see a neurologist. And it's appropriate to see a neurologist when the body is behaving in a way that is unrecognizable or unusual. Things are moving that shouldn't be. There are pain in places where it shouldn't be. Things like that.
0: Speaking of pain, I have kind of a selfish question. I remember at a young age getting debilitating headaches. And it kind of, you know... I still do. Not Does if,
1: everyone do this too at dinner parties? Well, I'm now that <laughs> I got you goes. in the hot seat, I'm going to, you know,
0: this is like a free consultation for me. I'm going to take advantage for sure. No, but I, I remember as a kid getting like really bad ones to the point where I'd have like nightmares when I had them. Yeah. And then, and like still sometimes can remember images of the dreams from when I was like little, when I had these bad headaches and I've gotten headaches on and off through my entire life. They're less now, maybe because I've learned how to Properly get the stuff I need, but I'm wondering, like why do children, young children, get headaches in the first place?
2: So most headaches are migraine, yeah, even though they're most commonly diagnosed by a doctor as sinus headaches or tension headaches, if a headache is severe enough to cause you pain and stop you from what you're doing, it would make me vomit it's, sometimes. It's most likely a migraine headache,
0: yeah, it would make me vomit sometimes because yeah, be, it, it would be ab- so much pain
2: <laughs> absolutely. We think of migraines as headaches, but actually, migraines are a generalized dysfunction of the central nervous system. And that's why there are manifestations of migraine that go beyond just having a headache. Sometimes people can have migraine without a headache. And the leading theory as to the underlying pathophysiology, the the, the underlying what's going wrong when a migraine happens, is metabolic dysfunction in the brain and an inflammatory cascade that results as a consequence of that. So the cells in the brain do not have the energy to properly fuel themselves. And that comes from nutrient deficiencies. That comes from rapid changes in altitude or or caffeine if they're used to experiencing caffeine or exposure to alcohol or exposure to inflammatory particles in the environment, exposure to allergens, missing a meal with blood sugar drop, dehydration, electrolyte imbalance. Many different things can trigger migraine. And everybody has a threshold somewhere. Some people's threshold is lower. Some people have a threshold that's very high. So they only get migraine like if they're really sick with a virus or something like that. So this kind of threshold is determined genetically the combination of triggers that kind of set you off. And you can control your threshold by healthy lifestyle habits that kind of keep you boosted up, staying hydrated with electrolytes, making sure you get good quality sleep. You're not going long periods without eating. You manage your stress, et cetera, et cetera. But at the core level, the cells aren't getting the energy that they need to function. And it causes an inflammatory cascade. And that's why migraine is associated with other other abnormalities of the nervous system, nausea, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, smell sensitivity, dizziness, often delayed emptying of, of the entire gastrointestinal tract, pain. Some people can have weakness. Some people can have uh, tingling and numbness. Some people can see visual auras passing across their view. So it's, it's oh, yeah. this constellation of things. Headache is only one part of it.
0: You know um i, I it's, I've tried to explain like if people have not had migraines it's it's really difficult to explain the feeling, but all those things you just said are like spot on and, uh, and
2: so what does the body do? the body your natural your your body is so wise it's so wise. the instinct when you have a migraine is shut the lights off and go to sleep. The body is telling you to minimize minimize exposures in the environment that require it to do work. because' saying, I don't have enough energy to do work. That so go to really sleep, go to sleep, turn the lights Oof. off, be quiet. I don't want any stimulation around me. And that's what your body instinctively ha- has you do that. It knows how to protect itself. Just like when you're f- you f- fainting, is, n- is not enough blood supply getting to your head? So your body actually makes you collapse so that gravity does the work.
0: Two follow up questions, then we can we can move on. So, in children, is this mostly a nutrient thing, or is this something in the environment? Like, why? How do young? Because I remember being a kid. In kids,
2: it's often a combination of of all of these factors and diet. Diet is huge.
0: Okay, diet is a
2: huge factor, and stress. You know, stress. You'll you'll see these kinds of flares around end of summer when school is starting. Because it's 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 part of the triggers. But in very young kids, their their brains aren't fully developed, and so they have manifestations of migraine. They don't look like migraine in adults. They often don't get headache. Sometimes they just have hallucinations. Sometimes they just have vomiting episodes or abdominal pain. It's believed that colic is actually the earliest form of migraine oh, in babies. This uncontrolled crying that happens.
0: I was going to ask, then you said hallucinations, because I remember very vivid, like nightmares and visions and i wonder if that's part of it i mean i remember this stuff when i and i'm talking like young like four or five six years old and it, i it
2: sounds like it left a quite an imprint on
0: you well no because i i mean i think it's what i i think about it now because i'm like what why because it's it's kind of carried with me my whole life where i get these but migraines the migraines
1: have gotten better recently when you moved and detoxed your home in Austin.
0: No, no, for sure they've gotten better. I haven't better. heard
1: you complain about them, which is interesting what she's saying, that environment plays a big role yep. in, so maybe there was something in your environment. Well, Chemical, Who knows? lead all, paint. All,
2: all of this is part of what I saw in my practice that was so disturbing, which is an absolute boom. In chronic disease, like migraine, like pain, like epilepsy, like neurodevelopmental disorders. An absolute boom in chronic disease in young children. Starting earlier and earlier. And today, 54% of kids have a chronic disease diagnosis. Allergies, asthma, one of these neurologic conditions I mentioned. 54%. But why that is so remarkable is because that number was 1.6% in the
0: 1960s. That's what I was gonna ask you is what, what data set you were comparing. So, okay, so in the last, call so, it-
2: so, s- another, so in a generation and a half, we've gone from 1.6% chronic disease to 54% chronic disease in kids. Our genes didn't mutate in a generation. These are all environmentally induced issues. Because our landscape very rapidly changed over the past 60 to 70 years, post-industrialization, post-World War II, with the surge of chemicals in our air, water, bath, body, home care products, these pesticides, these pollutants, all of these agricultural chemicals. Even, they're even in our furniture and our clothes.
0: You know, it's so interesting you bringing this up now because, and it's weird how things happen on this show sometimes, but we had Michelle Pfeiffer who came on and she's got this clean fragrance company called Henry Rose, which we love. And her whole, her, her thing was she wanted to remove a lot of these toxins that are in a lot of these things. And then from that, we had Ken Cook, who's the head of the EWG come on and talk about all these environmental toxins and things that are in products and then we had branch basics founder on talking about all the cleaning supplies and literally right before you came on we had Darren Olin on here and he just wrote a book all about these environmental toxins and one of the things we were talking about is how our environments are far outpacing our evolution and that That's we're just right. not able to keep up with it and for a minute, I was like, "Are Lord and I are the tinfoil hat people?" But I think there's enough people like yourself with the credentials who see either patients or have been doing the science to come out and say, "Like, hey, there's there's a real issue going on right but now." But don't world.
1: you think it's interesting that you were having migraines with a certain environment, and now what she's saying, you don't have the migraines? And- well, I
0: still do get them sometimes, but not as much.
1: Huh. Okay.
2: Well, I just think that's interesting. I think
0: some of it, to your point, is genetic, right? Like if you, if my tolerance, there's is a
2: you, yeah, your threshold is somewhat genetically set, but if you're in an environment in an environment where you're exposed to a high chemical and toxin burden, I mean, you're just going to be shooting overshooting that threshold on a regular basis, and the brain is designed to learn, right? So the brain actually learns how to have a headache. And yep. so you see patients when they start having more frequent headaches, their their brain actually gets better and better at giving them a headache, and becomes easier and easier oh, to, to set it off.
0: So, in, so as you're working in your practice and with these children, you start to see these chronic issues more and more often. And I imagine that's frustrating because you're obviously trying to help your patients. And so, at what point do you start to kind of? think about doing something a little different and i know we're going to get into what you're doing now with armor yeah remote. like what's the trigger point so,
2: so so i'm 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 looking at all, all of this data here there's ninety thousand chemicals on the new chemicals on the market less than one percent have ever been tested for safety or their effects on human health they were all grandfathered in in the 70s i'm seeing this outcropping of chronic disease and in, in these kids and I'm trying to deliver the best care I can, which is why I went into medicine to help people. Naive me. And I met with the Western model, which is get patients in and out, write the prescription, get the tests. You don't have time to do a two-hour intake to understand their dietary history and what's going on in their family dynamics, their environment at home, and what kind of rug cleaner are they using It's just not a model that's set up to really do a deep dive and deliver the best care that I knew I could. I was I was trained in functional medicine and environmental health at this point. So I left. I was tired of (laughs) arguing with my administrators. I left and around the time that I left, I got really sick. I got really sick with my own gut health issues that started in childhood and were kind of poo-pooed with band-aid solutions by doctors my whole life. And even my smartest doctor colleagues didn't really know how to help me. And I was in de- debilitating pain most of the time and, and not getting any better. So I left. I stumbled on research of a, about a, a product called colostrum. I was, thought that maybe I'd be working on a new kind of infant formula. And colostrum is the first milk that all mammals produce for 48 to 72 hours after delivery. So it's essentially the first nutrition we all receive in life. And it's kind of like a food, but it acts more like a blueprint for the body. It is chock full of all of these antioxidants and peptides and growth factors and prebiotics and antibodies and vitamins and micronutrients that can't be found in any other natural source, can be found anywhere else. And they work together in the body as this first thing that we take in and optimize development of all the different organ systems really early in life, the immune system and and, and all of the formative structures. And what was so remarkable is, as I'm combing through the literature on this, I, I uncovered over 5,000 research publications. This was not just helpful for babies, but the evidence was talking about its benefits at all stages of life including two recent studies showing that colostrum was at least 3 times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing flu. Wow. And I said, why didn't I know about this? Why aren't we all talking about this? And how does a product for babies why is it helpful at all of these other ages? And what I came to learn and appreciate is that one of the ways that all these compounds in colostrum work synergistically in the body is that they seal up what are called the immune barriers. They seal up all the barriers in the body. It's so just like we have skin on the outside of our body, protects from the outside world. We have the same lining of, along the inside of the body. Our nose, our sinuses, mouth, lungs, gut, urinary, reproductive tract. It's like skin on the inside. So It's literally the interface between everything we inhale and ingest and absorb and our bloodstream. And the modern world that we've now evolved with and are like maladapted to has all of these toxins that we are just talking about and pollutants and pesticides. The first pathway these things hit in the body are the barriers. You inhale them, you ingest them. And one of the most detrimental things that they do is they break down the integrity of that barrier and they allow things that shouldn't get into the body to get into the body. They trigger the immune system inappropriately, and that's inflammation. And inflammation is what underpins almost every single modern chronic disease. We talked about migraine, but it's everything. Allergies, asthma, certain cancers, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune conditions. All of these things are driven by inflammation but it's also the day-to-day health issues everybody you know struggles with that we take as common. Unwanted weight gain, mental fog, bloating, and digestive discomfort. All these things can be traced back to inflammation. And so what I learned in this colostrum research is that babies have a problem with their barrier too when they're born, because when they're born, it's immature. So it's really leaky. So, colostrum evolved in mammals 300 million years ago, specifically to be the first thing that goes into the body to seal up all the barriers like glue
0: and protect a baby.
2: And it turns out it does the same exact thing if you take it when you're two or 20 or 90 years old. So, we have this ancient food that is fine tuned and perfected for exactly what we kind of need it for now in the modern era. So, this is, this is something that we need to start talking about.
1: Sunday is a treat day in our house, so we always make something fun. We had a peanut butter French toast last Sunday for dinner. And for dinner this Sunday, we actually whipped out the Pillsbury Crescent Rolls because my daughter is obsessed with filling them up. You can fill them with like pepperoni pizza. You can do chicken bacon ranch. You could do ham and cheese. We stuffed them with like a cream cheese frosting and then we added cinnamon and sugar on top. They were so good and so seamlessly fun and so cute for a treat day. So if you're looking for something to add to your weeknight dinner rotation, you have to check out Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. This is also such a fun way to involve the kids in a recipe. What I like to do is give my toddler like a little plastic knife set so she has like a cutting board and she feels involved in cooking or baking or making a treat with me you can find Pillsbury on the dairy aisle dinner prep in 30 minutes or less this is such a fun way to interact a toddler weeknight recipes as easy as fill bake and roll pillsbury to me is so nostalgic like the doughboy he's so cute i remember all his commercials so it's very like 360 to make this with my daughter Find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. That's Pillsbury.com. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. That's Pillsbury.com.
0: Quick break to give you a life hack that I guarantee will change your life if you actually implement it. And that is this. If you're somebody who wakes up and first thing in the morning, right out of bed, you're slamming caffeine, whether that's coffee or matcha or tea, whatever you're doing, this I believe is a mistake. We had Andrew Huberman on this show talking all about the proper way to get caffeinated. And what he says is you want to wait 90 minutes each morning. I've implemented this in my life. I've had Lauren implement it and all the people that will listen to me. And here's why. What we do first thing in the morning instead is we hydrate very well for the first hour and a half. One of the very first things that I do every single morning without fail, whether I'm traveling, whether I'm at home, whether I'm on the go, no matter what, is hydrate with our favorite partner, AG1. This is the single supplement that if I could only buy one supplement and recommend one thing, it would be this because it has everything from your adaptogens, your prebiotic, your probiotic, your vitamins, your multivitamins. AG1 makes me feel incredible. Like I said, we have it first thing in the morning with a large glass of water to properly hydrate. The under eye circles that I used to have under my eyes are gone. I have better energy levels. I'm more sustained. And I'm completely hydrated, which is helping my skin and just overall appearance and mind. I'm doing this spot right now without even looking at a brief, just right off the top of my head because I'm so sharp from this stuff. And if you want to check it out and take ownership of your health right now, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and a free one-year supply of vitamin D in five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com skinny. That's drinkag1.com skinny. Check it out. The Skinny Confidential, him and her show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are you like me? Are you one of these people that lays awake sometimes at night with your mind just racing? Right when you're about to go to bed, you know you're tired and boom, your brain decides this is going to be the moment that it activates the most aggressive thoughts possible and you just absolutely can't sleep. This has been me for years. This is many other people. And it turns out that a great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through especially with a professional. This is why we love BetterHelp so much. BetterHelp connects you with therapists that give you a place to do just that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. I've said for years on this show how much we love BetterHelp because it gives access to so many people to online therapy with licensed professionals from the comfort of their own home, their own office, wherever you decide to log on to a computer or phone or wherever you're getting on the internet. And it's an incredible tool because long gone are the days where you have to get in your car, waste all this time, go to an office, sit in a Room Have those awkward conversations with all the people in the waiting room or awkward stairs. Like I said, you can just do this from the comfort of your own home, your own privacy. And what I love about BetterHelp is they connect you with licensed therapists that you can choose from and switch as you see fit. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's also very cost effective. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash skinny. Today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash skinny, betterhelp.com slash skinny.
1: With what you were going through with your own issues, did you start utilizing
2: colostrum in healing? So this is this is where it gets interesting. Because I thought this makes so much self-sense and can be so impactful and helpful for me. I want to try it. But I went to look for this stuff in the market and I really had a difficult time finding it. It was kind of available in these woo woo medicine circles as a pill, looked like a pharmaceutical product, kind of unclear what it did. And I found out bodybuilders have been using this stuff for decades. They even trade colostrum on the black market, human colostrum, because those growth factors and peptides are exceptional at accelerating lean muscle mass building and tissue recovery and repair. So these kind of early adopter groups are already onto this stuff. And there is a mass, mass wide market that could benefit from it and doesn't know about it.
0: Yeah, those um, bodybuilders, sometimes people give them some shit, but sometimes they're onto they're, some things. Sometimes. Right? Like they like That's like their whole focus is just being the best body possible.
2: Yep. Right? I mean, they,
0: that's all they, they do. found
2: this stuff early. Yep. But when I dove in, one of the problems is this is a dairy product. I could barely eat at that point. I was homebound, in and out of the hospital. I had a complete collapse of my digestive tract, my colon, like structurally, completely collapsed. It was twisting on itself. I could barely drink water, never mind have dairy. But
1: did you know what all of this was from? Like, was it from early too many antibiotics when you were young?
2: Like, what was the reason this was coming from? A collapse of your colon is not a joke. For for me, um, eventually... It was probably a combination of a lot of poor gut management when I was young, a lot of antibiotic courses, a lot of of untreated issues, and an underlying structural genetic issue. I'm very hypermobile. I have very flexible joints, and so my tissue is just very lax in my colon, so it was susceptible. You know that this is um, interesting. This kind of injury
0: on the antibiotic front, and this is like kind of a personal story, but talking about this because we've had a few people come on the show recently, Annie Lawless, who who just came on. She's the founder of the company Suja. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but she said that she had so many rounds of antibiotics when she was a kid and again, had gut issues. And I, I don't think enough people are talking about this. And the reason I bring it up is we were just traveling with our son who's young and he got sick when we were overseas. And so we brought a doctor into the hotel we were staying at and he looked at it and we were calling our doctor here and he started getting this rash. And the first thing is like, hey, you got to do this round they think that it was an ear infection. So like give him some antibiotics in the ear. Yeah, and I was like, uh, so we we thought about it. And then they came back and said, oh, do an, a round of antibiotics orally. Long story short, I talked to a bunch of people because we have the benefit of speaking. All these Dr. Daryl, Doctor Dale Joffrey, our doctor here, Dr. Conover, and all of them were like, hey, that might not be so good on the little guy system. So we didn't give him the antibiotic. Yeah, And sure enough, within two or three days, he was completely fine. But I, I yeah. think like a lot of parents just don't know, and they get scared into it. It's and they...
2: automatic. You want to do something. Yes. So when a doctor is going to write a prescription and give you a pill that's going to help your child, that's a very alluring. And my, I, I had that over and over and over and over again. And here was the doctor's response
0: over there. Not to say he was a bad guy or thing, but he just like, I know this will take whatever's in there out, but there was no thought of like what the long term repercussions. This is were.
2: what they know. This is the tr- yes. this is the training. So so this is a dairy product, and I was very worried about putting something like that in my body because I was so sick. And so I dove a little bit into the dairy. Because it doesn't make sense that everybody nowadays has an issue with dairy. It just doesn't evolutionarily make any sense. Dairy, milk, is the first nutrition we put into our body. It's the natural food we make for infants. Why does nobody tolerate it nowadays? To drink milk and have dairy products. It's not the dairy itself that's the problem. It is the manufacturing that is mandated by the FDA. Dairy is a living food, it contains all these bioactive compounds in it, especially colostrum. But because the FDA regulation mandates pasteurization and sterilization, the inexpensive way to do that is with very high temperatures for a very long time. This is problematic because when you expose a living particle to high temperatures, it destroys its activity because these compounds work in the body like a lock and key mechanism. It has a specific shape that fits a specific receptor. So this bioactive goes into the body, hits the cell, the cell recognizes it, and this triggers a cascade of physiologic activity and benefit. When you expose a bioactive to high temperature, it denatures or it unfolds, changes shape. When this goes into the body, it doesn't get recognized. In fact, the body thinks this is foreign. I've never seen this before. I don't know what this is. Attack it. Which is why when I have regular milk like I had the other day, my stomach hurt, but I have raw milk and it doesn't hurt at all. There you go. This triggers an inflammatory and immune reaction in the body and so people have bloating, digestive discomfort, even rashes, sometimes respiratory issues, skin rashes or or breakouts. It's not the dairy, it's the processing. So I spent two years in research and development to create what is a cold chain pasteurization technology, uh, which I eventually used for my product. This technology, keeps the integrity of all the bioactive compounds in colostrum because it doesn't expose them to high heat. It's very expensive to do and it takes a long time, but you maintain the integrity of the raw ingredient. So this mimics a raw dairy product. And that is the thing. As soon as I had that, that test production run, I, I took this stuff and I put it in my body and it saved my life for few years. It bought me a lot of time with the issue that I was having. I wish I had it sooner. It would have it would have saved my life. I ultimately ended up having multiple surgeries. I had my entire colon removed wow. last year. I had, a, I had a long road with this, but if I had this sooner, I know it would have been even more beneficial. So as soon as I had this kind of proof of concept, I said, I have to get this into people's hands as quickly as possible. This is a natural food that has so much potential to help and heal issues that are so prevalent nowadays. And we we need to get people access to it. So that's that's the origin of of really where Armra kicked off. There was this huge white space in the market for a product that could be so helpful. And the way companies that even existed at the time they weren't producing a high integrity product that could be enjoyed.
1: Okay, but here's what just to making it really digestible for me and for the audience. What exactly did this product do when you ingested it to make such a difference? Like what like
0: it sounds so like it for, seals all the barriers. So right? for
2: yeah, so it seals the barriers. So for me, the the most dramatic thing I noticed immediately. So again, at that point. I was in and out of the hospital. I wasn't able to, I was barely able to eat. And I had lost 30 pounds. My my period had stopped. I, I mean, I was sick. I wasn't absorbing any nutrients. Within a month of starting this, my period came back. Wow. Even though I was like at least 30 pounds underweight, my period came back. It told me my new. I was starting to absorb nutrients into my body. My body had been starved of and I started to be able to eat. I could eat. I didn't need to be in a hospital. I could eat. I could tolerate food because it was never the food. It was my gut was so damaged and the the lining of my gut was so damaged that I wasn't able to tolerate um, food. So those were very dramatic, quick changes for me. And as soon as I started getting armor into other people's hands, I was hearing other stories about very dramatic benefits people were having uh, with allergies or um, uh, headaches um, immune issues, autoimmune conditions. What? Well, for this sure. is something,
0: Lauren, that I get. So normally, he Lauren does, comes on the yeah, show gets credit for this. and she brags about all the great <laughs> things she does to change our lives no, and change brought our brought this house. in the house. But I brought this in the house and I was joking with you offline and, and people. I We had this episode with Scarlett Johansson. And I was like, listen, I got all this colostrum. And she was so confused. And I was confused in the beginning too because I, I didn't, I, I don't remember how I found the brand. But I, a while back, did all this blood work and everything seemed fine, but I had gut issues. I'm like, what can I... So it might have been... I might have been searching like, how do you heal the gut? Like, Did what Dr. Darrell tell you
1: about it? He might no, have no, told
0: you. It wasn't Dr. Darrell. I would give Dr. Darrell credit if he did. But anyways, I was trying to explain, I'm taking this stuff. It's this colostrum and I'm not sick anymore and I feel good. And I'm so glad we just had you on or we're having you on because... I was not able to articulate or to explain to anyone, including Lauren, why I was feeling a benefit or why I was taking this stuff. But I've been taking it now for, I don't know, six I'm, months, every I let single you day. Brag.
1: I like you brag. And, uh, I, yeah. I, in my own defense, I use colostrum on my face, Epicurans, yeah. which is my favorite. So I did know about colostrum.
0: Let me ask you a question, though. Some people are going to say, okay, I, they understand the colostrum from the, the human produces. But when you go to an animal product or dairy what kind of crossover benefits if do you see? Because obviously there's one from the parent and, or the mother and one from the animal. Like what What is the correlation? And also, is Great question. Just, just
1: really so I can understand, is this from a cow?
2: Yes. Got it. So most of the research is actually done on bovine colostrum, so cow colostrum, which has been used medicinally for its healing properties dating back to Ayurvedic medicine thousands of years. Remember, that's a vegan culture and they use bovine colostrum. They consider it a sacred food. It's not an animal or a plant. It gets this whole own category. And, and this, this is a very well-known across um, Indian culture. So we source exclusively from grass-fed cows here in the U.S., family-owned dairy farms. We have a co-op that we partner with. It's entirely sustainably sourced. Colostrum is really a strange... I'll say it's a it's it's a strange food in in how it's kind of categorized by the by the FDA. So it's not allowed to be sold into the milk industry. It has to be separated.
0: Why? It's, That's just
2: it's the separate. way their their regulation is. Okay. So colostrum is actually a waste product on farms because the mother cows produce about seven times more than the baby calves consume. So the rest can't sell to milk it's a waste product it's either discarded or shipped to china
0: what is china doing with it
2: they're on they they know the benefits they're on the colostrum they're they're on colostrum and it's repurposed for veterinary use humans are the only species that can survive past the infancy period without getting colostrum all other animals perish so it's commonly used in the livestock industry species to species so instead, we buy the colostrum from farmers. Only the waste supply, only the surplus. We upcycle it, and that's what we use to make
0: So it's sustainable because it's, gonna, it's getting produced anyway, and that's they're right. not going
2: to We just buy the waste from farmers. And the interesting thing about bovine colostrum is it's very similar to human colostrum, but not quite the same because there are differences in the human placenta and the cow placenta. So certain things pass the human placenta that don't pass in the cow placenta. And so mother nature has created colostrum to kind of fill in the gaps of what doesn't get across the placenta. You instead ingest it through the milk. So one of the things that's really important for human physiology is an antibody called IgA. Everybody talks about this antibody IgG. IgG is important in the bloodstream, but at the barrier surfaces of the body, IgA is king. And cow colostrum does not have a lot of iga in it human colostrum does one of the things that's so special about armor colostrum is we've been able to concentrate the iga during this this cold chain pasteurization process such that we have the highest levels of iga on the market so we actually mimic what the human physiology what the human body needs with our product wow this is like you kind of struck gold, I feel like. Well, listen, I developed this product to heal myself. It was, it was developed with the utmost thought, consideration, and integrity every step of the way because this is what I used and continue to use for myself. When
1: you say you you had your whole colon removed, to what does that mean? Does that mean that you don't have a colon now?
2: I don't have a colon.
1: So what do you do? How do you? What, what is that? Well, I don't even know. Like, do they make a colon?
2: No. So I just have my small intestine that is connected to to the end. I had Armour colostrum for my surgery, which means I did a protocol with Armour colostrum before my surgery, during my healing, healing the gut lining, healing right. those sutures, and after. And I had an eight hour surgery. Wow. I left the hospital in less than 24 hours and I took nothing more than Tylenol. Wow. And and how much colostrum are we talking when you had this? Like say like someone's getting surgery, what's the protocol? Well, you can I, just
0: date Like the way I take this, I take a pretty big scoop. No, I want to yeah.
2: know what she did yeah. for her surgery. I, I per, what I did for my surgery personally, I I, I just increased slightly from my usual daily regimen. I usually take two to three servings a day and I took like three to four. And the packets. Mm -hmm. or i use this i use this i I just scoop the unflavored directly in my mouth and no water no no water that's the best way to take it and any colostrum product you see on the market that's sold in a pill is completely misguided and garbage and we will never sell armor colostrum in a pill why because the way this works is to seal up the barriers and you know, we talk a lot about the gut barrier. The barrier is everywhere; it's the entire inside lining of the body. Oh my god! So my if you put this, this, if so, so you put this in your mouth, oh my god! And you maximize contact directly with the mucosal surfaces of your mouth and your throat and your upper esophagus and your stomach. You are enhancing benefits for your oral microbiome, for really your digestive tract. You're 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 seeping in all those bioactives in all the areas that need it. So I do it directly. So instead
0: of me putting it in the water in the morning, just take the scoop, put it directly in the mouth, and just kind of you
2: you can do it. You straight shoot it. Especially
0: the unflavored, it gets sticky
2: anything. and kind of like taffy between your gums. It's good.
0: What are some other health issues that you see people recovering from when they start implementing colostrum into their into their diet or into their routine?
2: Well, as I said, so armor colostrum is sealing up all the barriers. So, t- you know, probiotics get a lot of press and they, they're an attempt to address the microbiome of the gut. The microbiome is only one layer of your barrier, there are four layers to your barrier. Colostrum regenerates and strengthens all four layers. We're talking about the cellular architecture, the, lo- the, actual, the actual barrier lining of cells that this regenerates. Number two, it has whole food prebiotics that feed only the healthy population of bacteria. Colostrum is really special. It has something called milk oligosaccharides on it, which is a very specific prebiotic. Most prebiotics you buy in the market are just plant fibers. Milk oligosaccharides only feed the bifido species of bacteria, the healthy ones. They starve the bad ones. So you actually shift your microbiome population not just in your gut, on your entire body, your scalp microbiome, your skin microbiome, your lungs, your your gut, your urinary tract, the entire microbiome shifts. It has directly the immune cells like the IgA that line and patrol the barrier. 80% of your immune cells line the barrier. Colostrum replaces those and regenerates those. And it has the raw ingredients like sialic acid for the mucus layer that lines all of our all of our barriers. Our barriers have like mucus in them so that the microbiome can live and and have a scaffold to hang on to. So this is like probiotic and prebiotic on steroids. It's like it's like a step change function from probiotics. It does everything probiotics claim to do, plus actually works for all of the layers of the barrier at all barriers in the body. And so because of that, you're not just getting benefit for your gut, which we've mostly been talking about, but you get benefit for your skin. You get benefit for hair regrowth. Hair, the hair regrowth piece is so dramatic because it's something that is so visible. So we get pictures all the time of customers, not just with bald spots growing in or like postmenopausal hair loss completely You know and dramatically shifting but even people's gray hair growing back its original color
1: this episode of the skinny confidential him and her podcast is brought to you by poise ultra thins all right things can be bleak when it comes to bladder control after you've had babies you've had more than one, you know what I mean. Sometimes when you're jumping on the trampoline or you're going for a run, you need a little help. So enter Poise Ultra Thins, okay? Poise Ultra Thins fit and flex with your body. They come with and without wings, so you can be comfortable no matter what your preference is. And these are all designed for bladder control. I think that's so amazing because a reality of postpartum life is bladder leaks affect one in two women over 20, So if you're looking for something to help with bladder leaks, don't go for a period pad. Those aren't designed for pee. You want to do a poise ultra thin. These are specifically designed for pee. It's really important for every mom to enjoy the little moments with their kids. Poise ultra thins provide protection so you can cherish those precious memories worry free, especially on the trampoline. (laughs) Let me tell you. There's so many things that go on with your body postpartum, and bladder leaks can be one of them. So make sure you're prepared. It's really important for every mom to enjoy the little moments with their kids. Poise Ultra Thins provide protection so you can cherish those precious memories worry free. It takes poise. Learn more at poise.com. That's P O I S E.com. Poise.com. I am someone who travels a lot. And I'm constantly trying to be healthy when I travel, but it is a struggle. But leave it to the Westin hotels to fix this issue. Okay, you guys, first of all, they have over 200 destinations around the world and they're committed to all things wellness. So what they've done is they've made travel an opportunity to actually enhance your well-being. They have like this whole situation that's dedicated to move, eat and sleep well. They even have a Weston workout fitness studio. It's equipped with state-of-the-art equipment and you can customize your workouts while on the go. They have like Bala products that you can borrow during your stay. They really thought of everything. You can do your own thing in your guest room with workout and recovery gear. It's all available on on-demand through Weston's gear lending program. You should know they also have Eat Well. They have Weston chefs and craft design dishes to keep your well-being in mind. So they've really zoned in on portion control. They think about nutritional balance. They're just committed to helping you eat healthy, nourishing meals. And lastly, they have sleep well. This is all about recharging your body and mind with a restorative sleep. Weston's even has a renowned heavenly bed. So they really thought of all the things health and wellness wise at Weston hotels. There's amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well. So you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. If you have dogs, why on earth are you not feeding them real food? Let me introduce you to the farmer's dog. If you are not feeding your dogs real food, what are you doing? We are all so concerned about what we're eating, what our kids are eating, blah, 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 blah. But are we thinking about what our dogs are eating? I now am, thanks to the farmer's dog. So, First of all, the Farmer's Dog is real food. If you want to feed your dog the Farmer's Dog too, you should know it's real, fresh, and healthy food. It has whole meat and vegetables. It's gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. And it's pre-portioned. So the meals arrive in a pre-portioned, ready-to-serve pack, conveniently delivered on your schedule to your door. It's convenient. It's fresh. The dogs are obsessed, I have to tell you. My dogs literally dance. When I pull out this food, dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. What I've noticed the most is that my Chihuahua Boone had the worst weepy eyes on the planet. I'm telling you, they were like brown and wet all the time. And since feeding him real food, that's completely gone away. So much so that I've even done like a before and after on Instagram story because it's wild. He's also looking super toned, and so is my dog Slim. And that is because they are eating real food. They have energy. They love it. There's no more processed food, and I'm very happy about that. I mean, this is a no-brainer. It's personalized, but developed recipes, and as little as $2 a day. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com skinny. Plus, you get free shipping. Go to thefarmersdog.com skinny to get $50 off your first box plus free shipping.
0: You know what, Lauren, you're very lucky to have me in the house introducing you to wellness supplements like this and products like this because without me, (laughs) and also you were asking me why I have like Wolverine fingernails all of a sudden out of nowhere. I
2: am wondering that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with your fingernails? I have women canceling their plastic surgery. Appointments because their skin, you've reactivated collagen production in those skin cells. Their oh, skin so is like. Give me another scoop I'm not joking. Give me another scoop Allergy Tot. benefits, yeah, gut see, benefits. I, you know
0: what's so funny? I come and I, I show her this stuff and she's like, I don't know. And now, of I course, didn't
1: say I don't know. Now you I know on. all about colostrum. I, I just needed context around.
0: Well, and speaking of colostrum, I, I think to your point, there are maybe some products out there that are not as savvy. No, not as maybe ethically sourced or not as quality in terms of their sourcing. Like I I think you should talk about that because I'm sure there's people listening. They're like, hey, I've heard about Colossum before and there's some pushback and maybe sharing some of what skeptical people might feel about the products.
2: Yeah. I think one of the greatest concerns and which I share is taking this living, nourishing food away from calves. And as I explained, we the calves needs always come first and i b- believe in in the dignity and respect of all living creatures we only take the surplus after calves are done feeding on these on these family farms and so we we upcycle the waste and and use that to make armor colostrum so we're, there's no stealing of colostrum from baby calves and no animals are harmed in collecting colostrum it's not like the collagen industry which is which is you know an ingredient that is taken from from animals that have perished we don't we don't we don't do that we we're just part of the dairy industry and and try to do it in a very ethical way such that we're only taking what would otherwise be thrown out
0: and it sounds like maybe some of the other players in the space that have used pill form like you don't agree that that's the right form and in and... In delivering this,
2: no, it's, it it's a missed opportunity to get all the benefit. Yeah, that makes total sense.
1: It doesn't seep into the bloodstream, too, if you're putting it right on your tongue. Two questions.
2: First, can I give this to my kids in their electrolyte water? Absolutely. Okay. It is safe for infants up to 95 year old women taking 17 different medications, it doesn't interact. Um, with anything, there are no side effects. I have lots of dairy intolerant customers who take it just fine for the reasons that we discussed. Um, it's a natural living food. It's not supplement that's been arbitrarily kind of you know, isolated in a, in a myopic way and, and we're t- taking it into the body. We're taking a living whole food that's naturally a part of our diet. So if someone has sores, Okay, let's talk about
1: sores in their mouth, canker sores, cold sores. I'm even going to go like hemorrhoids. Yeah, yeah I'm going to like all yeah. these different kinds of sore because this this to me, what I'm really hearing is that it's really good to seal the skin. So when I think about a sore, a sore is open or a cut. My friend just cut his finger open. Yeah. Is this really helpful when you have something on the skin wherever it is that's open?
2: totally it's like that big frat greek wedding you know spray window spray windex on it anything that's wrong the dad sprays windex it's kind of like this with, great. with colostrum <laughs> it's it's really addresses everything so it combats inflammation because it's sealing up the barriers and keeping the immune system at bay so the body can function as it as it's intended to function without being d- constantly in a state of overdrive by things coming in that shouldn't be so calming inflammation automatically is going to help most of the issues that people struggle with. Blemishes, rashes on their skin, redness, inflammation, hair loss, bloating, uh, poor energy, weight, unwanted weight gain, slowed down metabolism. All these issues are driven by inflammation. And then you have the direct benefit of regeneration of that barrier. So if you have a sore on the top of your skin, Rub some on topically. I make a little oh. paste, put it with water, rub it on topically in your mouth for mouth sores and stuff. There's actually a plethora of research on colostrum's use in cancer, in a chemotherapy treatment for cancer patients because they have a breakdown of their mucosal barriers as part of treatments. And so, gargling, mouthwash, ingesting colostrum is very good for healing those pathways because it's very painful, obviously, when you have sores. In your mouth or along your mucosa.
0: Okay. So we've covered a lot of ground. I feel very good that I've been taking this now for as long oh as I've Oh my God. How many times I are we going to hear about feel how feel my it. barriers are sealed and tight. What is the difference? And I was waiting to have you on. I've been taking the immune revival, the powders, the different flavors, but now you have the performance revival. Yeah. And I wanted to wait to try this until I got access to you because... Is this this is something you mentioned off air that you take in addition to what you're already doing? And do you take it when you're working out, after you're working out, before? How do you how do you consume it?
2: So, and what's the the difference? The ingredient that's that's doing all the heavy lifting in all these products it's Armra colostrum. It is the it is the core ingredient, and you get all of the benefits with Armra colostrum, including as we talked about the specific benefit with growth factors and peptides for accelerating lean muscle building. And tissue recovery and repair. Performance Survival has the addition of three ingredients that specifically help amplify the effect of fitness, fitness performance, and recovery. So, organic cacao, tart cherry, organic tart cherry, and organic black cumin. And these are all very strong antioxidants. They are good for tissue recovery, repair, oxygenation of your cellular tissue. So, this product is meant to be used. With some kind of physical activity, we recommend taking it like half an hour before you start your so physical activity. Okay, so before the workout. Is before a workout. Okay. It's gonna help you fuel and power through the workout in addition to the recovery benefits afterwards.
0: Okay, amazing. What is
2: the most amazing thing that you've seen
1: happen in front of your eyes with this product?
2: I am humbled every day by our customers. I read our every testimonial that comes. Through. I cry on a regular basis. I'm so overwhelmed by the experiences people have, um, partly because I can so personally relate to so many of the stories that I read and, and what people are willing to share with me. and And it speaks to the power of the product and so much of what is happening internally. When it comes to skin and hair benefits, which is something you can visualize, something you can see externally, mainline me the pictures <laughs> that are shared with me, particularly around hair growth, and people sharing pictures of them with a full head of white hair, and then three months later they have thick brown roots growing in wow. that have stunned their hairdresser, and they, they've they you know they've stopped highlighting their hair. They don't need to anymore. It is such a dramatic witness to all of the changes that are happening on the inside of the body. You can appreciate with these, with these changes that, are, that you can visualize on the outside of the body. So I, I love the before after testimonials. Is there photos. anyone
1: who cannot take colostrum?
2: So colo- So armor colostrum does contain lactose, though it's a small amount. You see how small the serving size is. A serving is only a gram. It's half a teaspoon. So I have a lot of lactose intolerant customers who take Armra just fine. But I would say if someone is exquisitely sensitive to lactose, they should probably take a lactase enzyme with it or opt out. But I really don't hear of that often. That's theoretically someone who shouldn't take it.
1: Is there other things that you have done in your wellness routine along with adding colostrum that you feel has helped you heal from all the things that you've gone through?
2: Microdosing with psilocybin. Cool. Tell us about that. And, I was not expecting and, that answer, and, but and, and
0: I'm all for
1: and it. And macrodosing. But, well, if someone knows um, the brain, look, that's amazing. I want to hear more about that from someone who knows the
2: brain so well. But I th- I think as we were as we were speaking about earlier, the, there's... A physical manifestation of pain and it's so often informed by so much of the environment that you're in and so much emotionality and and suffering is 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 certainly impacted on a spiritual level and an emotional level. It changes your genes, it changes your cellular functioning. And so I think the introduction of psilocybin as part of my spiritual practice and my daily practice of gratitude and a relationship with myself has really been instrumental in helping shift a lot of my perspective to what has happened for me in life. Yeah, That's I, really interesting to me that you do
1: that and now you're called to move to Miami, which is a little bit more in nature. It's less concrete jungle. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, um, I also think for people that find spirituality somewhat challenging or resistant to it. I think like for me personally, doing those kind of things has helped me look at things. Maybe, you know, like I think if you look at a picture from a linear perspective this way, it just kind of helps you look at things from a different angle.
2: Yeah. I have a very scientific brain. I'm also very creative and I appreciate open-mindedness and making sure that I don't root myself in dogmatic approaches to any one modality.
1: When you microdose, just out of curiosity, because you do know the brain so well, is it something that you do on your own? Is it with people? Is it with a doctor? How do
2: you microdose? So for me, plant medicine is very personal. It's yeah. not something I've ever done in a group setting or participate in others with. It's it's very much a, an opportunity just to tune in with myself. So it's something I do on my own. Just at home? Mm-hmm. And it, it, do you change the dosage, or is it always like a small dosage? Is it something you do like all I the time? Ad, I adjust it to, uh, slightly, um, depending on what's going on in my life. For macro dosing, I, I I work with a shaman. It's different, but micro dosing really doesn't have any doesn't cause any psychedelic changes. It really just deepens kind of your presence, so your focus, your gratitude, your compassion in day to day work.
0: I think, I, I, I think, listen, I'm not an expert, but from experience, I think a mistake some people make is they do this stuff recreationally yeah. to party with a group of people. And I...
2: It's a different experience.
0: Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, listen teach his own, but I think that potentially diminishes what you can potentially get from it if you do it the way you're talking about it. Um, because if you're just doing it to let loose and party, I think you're missing something from it.
2: The, the intentionality and the container that you create for yourself during these experiences really shapes what you get out of it.
0: Well, listen, I'm glad you brought so much of, the, of so many boxes of this because I had my my stash in the house no, now and now you're Lauren fact. knows and she's going to take no, all of my stuff. When you told stuff. me
1: that you just open the, you open the tub and you pour it in your throat, I'm doing that every single morning. Yeah.
0: You've got your own tub it's, now. It's the best, okay, way. You out you out just, best
2: way. You
1: just made me a customer for life. I, you know, I get the opportunity to see so many different products with what I do and try so many different things. And there are so many different supplements available. But after talking to you, everything you said makes so much sense. And this is something that I would give my kids. I'm going to start it today in their cookie water. I give them electrolyte water with cookie water and I'm going to put a scoop of this in. But I think that for me, like this will be in my routine forever. If I were to start with one, you guys, it's between two. I would start with the vine watermelon. If you want something that is just—it's not too sweet. It's like the perfect sweet. It's absolutely delicious. I tried it today. It's the little packets. But I kind of now after
2: you told me you pour it down your throat. Well, the unflavored
0: is uh, nice because you can do. I yeah, mean, you could use it with anything. So I
2: think really I would recommend it really the pretty tasteless. Has a has a subtle like a milk dud. Yeah, I don't mind it at all. It's which good. is great, Raw, like a dry scoop in your mouth is great. I would also
1: put this, I don't know if you're going to tell me they counteract, but I would put a scoop of this with my creatine and my amino. Is that, can you mix you, it you with other things? Yep. I
0: mix it all the time, but I'm going to start can. doing it soul.
1: And the packaging is so beautiful. I think that what you're onto is so genius and smart, and it's such a smart category, I told you off air. We're going to give away a basket of Sarah's Armra. All you have to do is follow at TryArmra on Instagram and tell us your most favorite takeaway of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostic. There's so many takeaways in this episode. I don't even know where to begin. You guys can use code skinny for 15% off. I would start with the unflavored, but also that vine watermelon is so good. Sarah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. That was amazing. Thank you.
0: Thank you.